0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, hey, everybody. How's it going, Randy?
1: It's going well. How about you? Pretty good. Yeah. I've been busy. Oh. Uh, Just with
0: work, nothing too exciting.
1: (laughs) Been busy with the daily grind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those uh, plasma injectors giving you trouble. (laughs) They're hard to find out here in the the Delphic expanse.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Oh, you mean you don't treat work every day like it's, uh, you know, a Star Trek episode?
0: <laughs> it helps the day go by quicker when I think I'm on a uh, starship.
1: Yeah, you could go on uh, YouTube and find that 24-hour loop of um, the Enterprise D's engine sound, <laughs> and just play it really loud in the office. No one will mind.
0: Just, oh yeah, I'm sure. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your coworkers love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, you know, I, I actually, speaking of Star Trek and work, I saw, um, the, uh, you know, like the, the VR goggles, you know, like your own personal holodeck. I saw that, that someone's working on a, on a way, um, to kind of use those as your own personal computer monitor it's like a VR computer monitor, but kind of like some of the settings you can kind of, um, exist in are like from Star Trek. Hmm. So you can make it look like you're, like, on the bridge of the Enterprise looking at, at instead of it being a computer monitor, it's, like, a display on the deck, of, or the bridge of the Enterprise. So you could technically bring work and Star Trek together.
0: Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Star Trek stuff, today is a very special day. Oh? Uh, yeah, George Takei's birthday. Oh, my. Yeah, Sulu himself.
1: Oh, well, happy birthday. So, the day we're recording this, which is April 20th.
0: Yes. It's, I mean, uh, who knows when you're birthday. listening to this?
1: <laughs> we just know uh, we were thinking of George Decay. Uh, he's 79. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's doing great for 79. Absolutely. Way to go, George. <laughs> Live long and prosper, indeed. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, well, there's some other Star Trek news, um, since we last recorded, uh, involving one of our favorite topics, which is the new Star Trek series coming from Brian Fuller and company next year on, uh, what is it called? CBS All Access. Yes. <laughs> so whatever service I'm gonna be subscribing to in a year. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you saw this too, right? Actually, I think you sent it to me.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, uh Devin Ferracci of uh, Birthmoviesdeath.com.
1: Yeah, still a uh, great site name/URL.
0: <laughs> he was uh he's got the inside scoop he says on the new show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um he says that it's definitely not set in the JJ Abrams verse. Okay. And the uh timeline is supposedly uh set before Next Generation.
1: Okay. But after...
0: After Undiscovered Country.
1: Okay. So that could be a really interesting time period, for sure. uh uh-huh. um, I'm guessing that uh, if it is set in the original television-slash-movie universe, that uh, relations between uh, the Federation and the Klingons still aren't, you know, totally hunky-dory. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, it would probably be a bit of a, uh, a transitional period. Um yeah, I'm 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 on board for that.
0: Yeah, um, the uh enterprise C timeline is something that hasn't really been covered too much. Mm-hmm, uh, so it'd mm-hmm. be interesting if it was set around then.
1: Mhm. Um you were telling me something else about it though. If I remember correctly, um about kind of some talk that it might maybe it was in the same article, some talk that it might be an anthology series. So kind of like along the lines of American horror story or uh, any number of anthology shows I'm forgetting.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so each season would be its own separate chapter.
1: And I don't know how I feel <laughs> about that. Uh, I'm on board with the with the time frame. I'm fine with it not being set on the Enterprise. Although, I mean, you could, like you were saying, you could technically have Enterprise C um, as a setting for it, but it doesn't need to be. We, we've seen there are plenty of Star Trek sh- uh, shows that are great that aren't set in Enterprise. But I think one of the things that I love the most about Star Trek is that you you really get attached to the characters and you really get attached to the crew. Like, I think at this point, I wouldn't... If there had only been one season of Enterprise before they rebooted and, you know, had a different cast and a different ship, a different crew, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten to like the characters. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they, they do a really good job of doing that quickly.
0: Right. Um yeah, it uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes.
1: Uh, yeah, and there's still rumors, so
0: Yeah, there's nothing confirmed yet. We ha- we haven't even seen a trailer for it or mm-hmm. you haven't seen any casting for it.
1: No, so. I'm guessing like like we were talking about that that's going to probably come later this year. Yeah, I mean, a like big special announcement.
0: The show's supposed to debut in January of next year, so mm. they don't have a ton of time left.
1: We're gonna probably have to start hearing about it pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's still, even though it's a little questionable on on one front of that, it's still interesting. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah. it's exciting to be, you know, looking forward to a new Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I'm ready.
0: I am ready as well. Uh, but in the meantime, we should mm-hmm. uh, we should talk about uh, Star Trek show that we both saw.
1: Yeah, that we're currently watching, and we still have uh, a whole season of. Uh,
0: Yeah, Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, This podcast episode, we're going to wrap up Season 3. First up is Season 3, Episode 23, Countdown. uh, Original air date, May 19th, 2004. And I will remember May 19th because if you are a wrestling fan, you know about a wrestling wrestler named Kane the mm-hmm. Undertaker's brother or was the Undertaker's brother before they <laughs> revealed that he wasn't uh yeah he had a movie called See No Evil
1: mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. came
0: out on May 19th because Kane was going around saying May 19th all the time
1: oh my gosh <laughs> so May 19th is you ingrained in forget- my brain yeah you can't uh tell me uh or, yeah you can't say no after you've heard it that many times
0: <laughs> uh it was not a good movie see so you no know, evil but yeah uh, no
1: i have actually seen it within the past year and that is a, a true statement
0: <laughs> <laughs> but may 19th is uh, very memorable for me yeah uh so the episode begins with uh hoshi on the floor of an interrogation room
1: aha uh, uh-huh, right because we Last saw her being transported to Dolum's ship, I think.
0: Yeah, Dolom, uh, he's kidnapped Hoshi, um, because he wants her to decipher the launch codes for the Zindi weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, she refuses, of course. And, uh, Dolom has his goons strap her to a chair and says that they will operate on her.
1: <sighs> Not tickle her? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the
0: opening credits. Then, uh, when the episode comes back, it's, uh, we're on Enterprise. Uh, Topal, Mayweather, and Reed return with the data that they got from the sphere in the previous episode. Uh, Reed has to tell Hayes that Hawkins didn't make it. Uh, at the Zindi HQ, uh, the Zindi tell Archer that each Zindi species has a code for the weapon. Uh, three codes are needed to arm the weapon, but Dolom only has two. Because he has the reptilian and the insectoid codes.
1: Mm-hmm. He's got to collect them all. It's like a fetch quest.
0: Well, he has to collect three. He doesn't need all of them.
1: <laughs> okay, he needs one more. Yeah. And then he's got to cool it down and then warm it up. Oh, wait, that's Metal cure Solid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyways. It
0: turned out that the one key was uh, all three keys. Hmm. Uh, on Enterprise, Paul and Trip are decoding the data from the Sphere. Uh, they learn about spheres that control other spheres. Uh, back kind in- of a
1: sphere network.
0: Yeah, there's the one main sphere, and there's mm-hmm. all these other satellite spheres.
1: Nodes, I guess. Uh,
0: Back in uh, Dolom's interrogation room, Dolem and his goons inject Hoshi with neural parasites that will make her compliant. Uh, kind of like the SETI eel in Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, resistance is futile.
0: Yep. On Enterprise, Archer, Reed, and uh the two Zindi that were uh Degra's buddies. hmm Uh the arboreal and the primate. Uh notice that uh Dolom has stopped because he's trying to arm the weapon. Uh the Zindi tell Archer that their forces are no match for the reptilians and the insectoids. So Archer wants to enlist the aquatics. However, the Aquatics are not convinced by Archer's evidence, uh, so he goes to talk with them. Uh, The Aquatics want to mull things over, but Archer piques their interest by telling them he can disable the spheres.
1: Mm -hmm. So basically, like, you help me out, and I will help you out, because, you know, the sphere builders aren't done with you guys yet.
0: Yeah, they're going to turn the Expanse into an uninhabitable you know, wasteland for space. wasteland. Uh, on the weapon, Hoshi has broken through the first layer of encryption of the aquatic protocols. Uh, but turns out she's stalling as she tries to fight the parasites. Uh, she tries to jump to her death, but gets stopped by one of Dolum's soldiers and Dolom then discovers that Hoshi has actually added a layer of encryption. So yeah, Hoshi's doing her best. Mm hmm. Uh, on Enterprise, uh, T'Pol and Trip are trying to figure out a way to disable, a Sphere, uh, but they're getting, uh, irritated with each other. As Trip is leaving, T'Pol reaches out to Trip for help dealing with her new emotions. Uh, because, you know, the Trillium is really affecting her at this point.
1: Yeah, and it may affect her for the rest of her life, as we've learned. Uh, Dolom wants the sphere
0: builder ambassador to use her time traveling powers to provide them with the third code. But she tells him that the guardians slash severe builders, uh, see the broad strokes in the timeline, not the details. (laughs) So that's kind of their explanation for why the sphere builders just don't use time travel to win in the end.
1: Uh (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
0: Uh, later, the aquatics contact Enterprise and agree to help them stop the weapon, but Archer must attempt to disable the spheres. Back of the weapon, Hoshi has cracked the third launch code. So time is ticking now. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Enterprise, everyone's getting ready to go to battle. Reed and Hayes have a heart to heart conversation in the armory. Archer, T'Pol, and Trip have a meal in the captain's dining room, like old times. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen that in a while.
0: uh, They discuss what they're going to do once they've completed their mission. Uh, Archer wants to go back to exploring. Trip wants to buy people drinks at the 602 Club. (laughs) Right. And T'Pol is considering joining Starfleet.
1: Right. And I think they they talk about, uh, I think Trip might say something about, like, oh, I can't imagine you in a Starfleet uniform. Yeah. Yeah, because they they talked talk about her going back to like the the Vulcan Science uh not academy, but like kind of the Vulcan Science Consulate or or whatever it is, and she's like, no, I I want to join Starfleet. Yeah, and uh, and we saw the six hundred two Club on a previous episode, I believe. Yep. Yeah, nice, nice little tie in there.
0: Uh, suddenly. They approach the coordinates of the weapon. Uh, there is a massive battle with Enterprise and the allied Zindi fighting Dolan's forces. Uh, T'Pol finds Hoshi's general location on one of the reptilian ships. So Hayes and the Makos are beamed aboard and they reach Hoshi. Uh, the Guardians decide to intervene now uh, because the timelines indicate that the reptilians will lose.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's finally coming to a point where they have to get involved.
0: Uh, they activate a sphere, causing a massive uh, causing massive anomalies that destroy the big aquatic ship. And the, it, the anomalies put up a barrier around the weapon. Uh, an anomaly also broke the transporter. So Hayes, Hoshi, and the Makos can't beam out. Uh, Trip fixes the transporter, but he can only beam two people out at a time. Uh, Hoshi and a Mako named Kelly are beamed out first. Then two random Makos, leaving Haze alone on the reptilian ship. As Haze is beaming out, a reptilian shoots through him, and when he rematerializes on Enterprise, he is severely injured.
1: It's just the worst timing. Yeah. Like, that. It looked awful.
0: <laughs> uh, meanwhile, T'Pol notices that the weapon is about to book it, so Archer wants Mayweather <laughs> to punch through the anomalies, uh, but they are too late. The weapon vortexes away. So uh, close. Later, sick bay is packed with injured people, including Hayes. And Reed visits him before Hayes dies.
1: Gosh, I wish he would have been nicer to him, huh, Reed? <laughs> they, you know, they buried yeah, the they hatchet. Kinda, oh. Yeah, they did. Finally, at the end, even though we thought they did that earlier, right? <laughs> uh, they, they finally buried the hatchet. You're right. You're right.
0: In the Situation Room, the Zindi council members tell Archer that the weapon will reach Earth in ten hours. The aquatic ships are well armed but slow. However, Degra's ship is fast but not well armed. Mm. Uh, before Archer goes after the weapon, the Zindi want Archer to keep his promise of disabling the spheres. T'Pol and Trip want to hit Sphere Forty-One, which should knock out the spheres it influences
1: the sphere of influence. Exactly. Literally.
0: <laughs> uh, Archer goes to sickbay to find out what Hoshi knows about the interior of the weapon. Phlox tells them that she can't be revived for another two hours, so Archer wants Hoshi brought aboard Degra's ship, even though moving her could kill her. Phlox yeah. wants to go with her, but Archer tells them that he's needed on Enterprise.
1: Mm-hmm. So basically, they've got to do this, no matter what. Even if uh, it means Hoshi.
0: They've sacrificed a lot to get this far. True. They need to complete the mission.
1: Like dozens of crew members at this point.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which, as we've noted before, is a huge change from season one and two of this show.
1: Yeah, it's become very different.
0: Um Meanwhile, the weapon is speeding towards Earth. The insectoids tell Dolem that it was a little too convenient that the anomalies appeared when they did, which gives credence to Archer's claims that the Guardians control the spheres. Ah, uh, yeah. The insectoids also note that it was Dolem who killed Degra, so maybe Dolem is the real traitor. And Dolem destroys insectoids who are accompanying him.
1: <laughs> That's right. He's just like, ah, oh, yeah, see you later, guys. him <laughs> up.
0: Uh, Archer, Reed, Hoshi, and some Makos board Degra's ship and leave Enterprise behind as the episode ends.
1: Yeah, so very much a, I mean, it's a direct continuation of the previous episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the last few episodes have been mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. linked like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's kind of hard to, to, to review slash critique this one just because it is very much the part, uh, a smaller part of a larger, um, like meta episode, I guess. Right. Um, I mean, you had some major things happen in it. You had Hayes, uh, finally, uh, kicked the bucket. And is that the right way to put it? I mean, he was killed. So <laughs> <laughs> he bought the farm, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, basically Hayes died. <laughs> uh, so you had this character that, uh, at one point kind of took control of the enterprise with his Makos, mm-hmm. uh, who's now, uh, gave his life to save Hoshi um although it was kind of, really
0: <laughs> no i mean it was like the makos were introduced to be cannon fodder if you
1: think about true. it true true so, so i guess we shouldn't have gotten too attached they're to like
0: Hayes. oh we can't kill out the main cast but
1: yeah oh interesting point you can have kind of this subcast with Hayes, who's supposedly very important who can die yeah because uh, maybe they won't need them next season, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it sounds horrible, but it's a fictional character. I wasn't torn up when he died. I was <laughs> like, ah, I figured he was gonna die, right? You know, if Reed had died, I would have been really, you know, I would have been like, what? But it was just this, uh, you know, it's this, like you said, expendable character. though um, this was the one where with the scene, I, I definitely blend this episode in the next episode <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, we'll we'll talk about it in a minute, but. Uh, was this the episode where the Enterprise was being carried in the cargo bay of the aquatic ship, right? Yes. So when, when they arrive on the scene uh, to confront Dolom's ship, and the Enterprise flies out, I think that was pretty awesome. It was like, here's the cavalry. Yeah.
0: You would think that Zindi would put more fail-safes in on the sphere, by the way. because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Because all the species had been fighting in the past. So. Right could Used to
1: say they wouldn't turn against each other, you know, at a at a time when they 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 really couldn't afford to uh, have the weapon be compromised. Yeah, yeah, you know, they were so fixated on uh, destroying the humans that they they had a great amount of oversight on the weapons construction. Apparently, yeah,
0: uh, Hoshi did some stuff, which was great. Yeah,
1: yeah, Hoshi put her xenolinguistic skills to work and her hacking skills and. Yeah, I felt bad. Felt bad for Hoshi. She was in a bad place,
0: <laughs> and she was fighting back. She mm-hmm. wasn't just giving in to the reptilians.
1: Yeah, yeah. So now we just need Travis to do something. Yeah. So season four, I'm looking at you. <laughs> it's gonna be Travis this season. I'm calling it. Right. Sure. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, yeah, maybe not.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to review this episode because it goes so hand in hand with the next one Mm mm-hmm so
1: we should talk about the next one
0: yeah let's take a little break first uh we'll have a
1: wrap-up for the the season three
0: yeah when we come back we'll talk about zero hour uh the season finale upm wednesday the star trek enterprise season finale your world is no longer the only one in jeopardy the future of every star trek captain every crew every ship you've ever known depends on this moment you can't ignore your place in history. My mission is to save her. If you are killed, none of this will happen. The survival of one human. We're not dead yet. The Star Trek Enterprise season finale. And we're back. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise season three, episode 24, zero hour. Original air date, May 26, 2004. Take it away, Randy.
1: All right, you ready for this, buddy? Yep, the season, season finale. finale. Yeah, so uh episode starts out with a uh, previously on Enterprise. Uh, then we get a short scene on board uh, Commander dolan's ship uh, in the mess hall. Uh, the reptilians are basically uh, pumping each other up uh, about how they're going to rule the new Zindi Empire. And uh, to toast this, they eat some live mice. Because they're reptiles. Get it? Yeah, poor little mice. I hope they were okay. <laughs>
0: well, hey, does Indy have mice, too? Then, apparently.
1: Yeah, apparently. Mice are everywhere. Uh, so then we have the opening credits.
0: I noted that the music is really jarring, given the overall heaviness of these final <laughs> episodes. <laughs>
1: ah, ah. Yeah, very much so. I I kind of think at this point, not only... Uh, that the, the uh, theme of the show, or uh, rather, like kind of the mood of the show, the atmosphere changed, but also the the theme song could have probably changed. Yeah, that would have been been better. Maybe like a nice instrumental opening, something really dramatic, you know, like a Star Trek show. Yeah, anyway, it's
0: so tonally different from this season's overall uh, feeling.
1: It, it definitely feels like it, it. It felt it fit the first season more. Yes, um, not anymore. All right. Um we come back from the opening credits. Uh we're on Degra's ship. Uh the ship is uh speedy, uh, as we said previously. So it's closing in on the weapon. Uh turns out that Degra's schematics on the weapon are encrypted. Uh they need Hoshi uh to help decrypt the schematics, but she's in no no shape to do so. Uh Archer wants the schematics transferred to a pad. So we can take them to her to uh, to hopefully get her help in uh, decrypting them. Uh, we then switch over to trans-dimensional space, that, that nice fuzzy white zone where the Sphere Builders live. Uh, the Sphere Builders are there, uh, talking in their weird way uh, about uh, uh, ramping up the transformation of the space around Sphere 41, which is as we know, where the Enterprise is headed, an attempt to destroy the sphere network. Uh, We get a scene on Enterprise in engineering uh, where Topal stresses to Trip that they only have two hours to get the deflector dish ready to send a pulse that will hopefully destroy Sphere 41. Uh, The Enterprise approaches the sphere and they see that the kind of transformed space around it is expanding. It looks like uh, in the previous episodes, like Harbinger, where uh, harbinger where um it's kind of the purplish space around this here uh in sickbay uh flock says that he can shield the crew of the enterprise from the effects of the anomaly of the anomaly for only 12 minutes with an inoculation uh back on Degra's ship uh Archer visits Hoshi but she's really out of it uh she's apologizing for everything basically uh saying that you know she uh failed the enterprise failed the mission she helped them uh, decrypt the, the codes uh but Archer basically says no 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 and tries to keep her on task uh on the weapon Dolum learns that it's going to take longer to arm and fire the weapon than he had expected because they only have three of the five firing codes. Uh, Back to Degra's ship, Archer tells them uh, that he's taking Hoshi onto the weapon with him because she's been there and he needs her knowledge of its interior. So basically, uh, stiff upper lip, Hoshi. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I mean, they have
0: to have her there, right? Because she's the only one that can, she's the only one who's been there. Mm -hmm. So despite the fact that she's severely injured,
1: Mm -hmm. well, they need her help decrypting uh, Degra's plans as well.
0: I mean, it's the good of Earth over
1: her life. The good of her, (laughs) right? Still, poor Hoshi. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't want to be in this 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 uh, situation. Uh, After this interaction. Uh, Archer walks out of the room on Degra's ship and right into the main chamber of Starfleet Command. What? What? Oh, you know who's there? It's Daniels! It's back! He's back in his crazy suit. Uh, basically Daniels tells, uh archer that he's crucial to the formation of starfleet in fact he says oh you see that guy in the dress uniform there giving the big speech in front of all these alien civilizations that are here at starfleet that's you (laughs) (laughs) and you're really important so basically you're so important you really shouldn't go on this mission because if you die you're jeopardizing Starfleet, you're jeopardizing all of this.
0: But see, Daniels, you can't tell Archer what to do because if you tell no. him you can if you tell him he can't do something, he's gonna do it.
1: He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. So basically, Archer says, "Yeah, I'm gonna do." Archer's gonna do what Archer's gonna do. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to Enterprise uh, in sick bay. Flocks is uh, dictating a new message to Doctor Lucas, um, which you remember from a previous episode. Uh, doctor's orders. Uh, he was talking to his friend, Dr. Lu- Lucas, over recording. Uh, in this case, it's, uh, it's pretty grim. Uh, he's dictating his will, basically. <laughs> um, Paul enters and he gives her the inoculation that he has cooked up to give to the rest of the crew. Uh, meanwhile, the field around Sphere 41 has grown. Uh, back on Degra's ship, uh, Archer and, uh, uh, Hoshi, uh, are present and she has decrypted the sequence uh to destroy the weapon. So basically, from Degra's plan, she's figured out what they need to do to destroy the Zindi weapon. Uh they talk about the past a little bit. Uh he says that when they get back, uh, he's gonna make sure she gets some R and R somewhere in Norway or Canada, a place with no weird diseases. Basically they talked about the first time they met I think it was in Brazil. She had some kind of horrible, like, Brazilian cold or something. Uh, it was kind of pointless, but uh, anyways, they're talking about the future, at least. Uh, back on Enterprise, they enter the field around Sphere 41. Uh, back on the way to Earth, Dolom has exited the Vortex. Uh, his ship encounters no Earth ships, but there is a space station orbiting Earth. Dolem says that the aquatics would have loved Earth with all of its water. Uh, On Degra's ship, they notice that Dolem is moving towards the station, which we learn is called Yosemite 3. Uh, Back on the Enterprise, uh, on the bridge, we see that the crew's skin is starting to break out in these horrible lesions. Uh, Back at Dolem's ship, lots of fast cuts here, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dolem as expected, destroys the Yosemite 3 station and all on board. I think there were something between 30 and 50 people on board.
0: Yeah, and they were all civilians.
1: All civilians. Back to the Enterprise. uh, Seemingly uh, realizing that the jig's almost up, the sphere builders have basically phased onto the ship beamed onto the ship if you will uh and are phasing through the walls into engineering and they just start kind of wrecking stuff
0: <laughs> yeah they're
1: just going they're going ham on the enterprise at this point
0: <laughs> they gotta do yeah. whatever they can to stop enterprise.
1: yeah yeah they, they may be sphere builders but they're trying their best to take apart the enterprise <laughs> back at earth uh degra's ship and dolem ship uh enter into uh, another space battle when, uh, in the midst of this, Tran shows up to help.
0: Hey, Shran!
1: Back at Enterprise, they're battling uh, the builders that are on board the ship. Uh, the problem they're having is uh, the phase pistol blasts are passing right through the builders. Uh, turns out, though, Flox has been studying uh, the Harbinger uh, where, during the time he had to study the Harbinger. Uh, he's figured out a way to set the face pistols so that they'll actually hit them. And he tells, uh, the crew mem- members to do that.
0: Flox has got all the answers.
1: Yeah. You know, at least it wasn't his menagerie coming to the rescue this time.
0: I did want to, uh, I did want to note that it was interesting that Vlox was at tactical. Mm hmm. Uh, so he kind of swap roles with Reed because Archer had asked, uh, Reed to, or Archer had asked Flox to teach Reed how to take care of Hoshi. In the oh, previous right. episode,
1: right. So now, Fox is uh, doing something uh, weapons related.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Fox is working tactical. Reed is being a caretaker.
1: You know, mm-hmm. nice little little role reversal there. Uh, so they're back at near at the near Earth battle. Uh, you have Degra's ship, Trans ship, and Dolom ship battling it out. Uh, Shran helps the Enterprise uh, and says that, as a result, he doesn't owe Archer anymore. But I really do hope we see him again.
0: He says, and now Archer owes Shran.
1: Now Archer owes Shran, exactly. Uh, so basically, after Shran helps him out of a pinch, Archer and his team, including Hoshi, beam over to the weapon. Uh, back on Enterprise, we learn that they have five minutes before the crew dies. Uh, things are definitely intensifying at this point. Uh, back on the Zindi superweapon, Hoshi is helping Archer disarm the weapon. Uh, and at this point, Dolom realizes that Archer and his team have beamed on board the weapon. Uh, the Reptilians try to stop Archer naturally, and during this, Hoshi loses her pad. Uh, which he was decrypting the instructions from. Uh Reed gets into a hand-to-hand fight with one of re- the reptilians. Uh He kicks him rather uh, impressively, and he knocks him off of a catwalk into kind of the, well, I don't dare say the Death Star pit, but it's a big pit in the middle yeah. of the Death Star. Or, I mean, the Zindi super superweapon. The Zindi weapon. That's a big sphere that shoots a big laser that destroys a planet. Anyways... <laughs> Back at Enterprise, at the very last moment, of course, they use the deflector dish and destroy the sphere. Uh, The field around the sphere starts collapsing. The sphere itself starts collapsing. and We see the network of connected spheres being destroyed. Uh, Back on the Zendi weapon, Archer finishes the sequence and sends Reed and Hoshi back to Degra's ship and safety. At this point, of course, with only Archer left behind, Dolum beams on board the Zindy weapon and a epic fight ensues. Uh it's not really that epic. No. But <laughs> During the fight, uh we see Shran who decides he doesn't want Dolum to have a ship to go back to, so he destroys Dolum's ship. Yeah. And unfortunately all the mice on board. Uh the weapon is blowing up around them. Archer has a spare sticky bomb uh, that they're planning around the weapon. Uh, and he affixes it to Dolum and proceeds to detonate it. And Dolem goes splat.
0: Yeah, blood is everywhere. It's pretty gruesome for this type of show.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of Dolem in a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> After this, uh, as the weapon is exploding, we get a cool shot, slow-mo shot of uh, Archer running towards the camera, away from the explosions. We get a, a, a exterior shot of the weapon detonating, and huzzah, they did it. Uh, we get Acting Captain Starlog, uh, Acting Captain T'Pol. Uh, it is February 14th,
0: 2152.
1: Valentine's Inter- Day. Oh, I didn't notice that the first time.
0: Also, the date is wrong on the show. It should be twenty one fifty four.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they
0: had established it was twenty one fifty four on the previous episode.
1: Oh, right. So, uh, well, maybe there was some time travel involved. I mean, it's Enterprise after all. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, it's possible.
1: <laughs> uh, we learn that Enterprise is at a rendezvous point waiting for Degra's ship, but nothing yet. Uh, we get a scene with T'Pol and Trip. Uh, things are returning to normal. They have not have not detected signs of any more spheres in the expanse. Uh, Trip tells to Paul that she looks nice, uh, like an oil old oil painting, because they still have kind of the cracked lesions on their skin. I'm like, okay, what a great uh, compliment, Trip. Well, he's just kind of joking with her. Uh, we find out that on her next birthday, she is going to be sixty six years old, which is pretty young for a Vulcan. Yeah. Um, we find out that Trip's been trying to get her age out of her from the very start. Uh, she tells him that that kind of information is considered intimate. Hmm. And Trip says, intimate? Like, hmm. Uh, just then, Degra's ship shows up. Uh, they begin coming on board Enterprise, including Reed, uh, who has to break the news to Trip that Archer didn't make it. Aww. So, sorry guys. No more Captain Archer for the rest of the series.
0: <laughs> uh, the, somehow, I don't believe it.
1: Somehow you doubt that. Yeah. In Enterprise's ready room, uh, we learn that the Aquatics are going to uh, presumably put Enterprise in their cargo bay and bring it back to Earth in less than a day. After which, the Zindi Council will reconvene. Uh, in sick bay. T'Pol and Phlox are speaking. Uh, T'Pol is petting Porthos. Uh, she looks quite sad. Um, Phlox uh, basically says, we'll all need time to heal. Uh, but T'Pol tells, uh, kind of almost speaking to herself, tells Porthos that we'll be fine. Uh, Enterprise reaches Earth. Uh, they attempt to contact Starfleet, but they're not receiving any response. Uh, also, they've noticed that not just uh, Yosemite 3 station is gone, but they detect nothing in orbit, not even satellites. Hmm. They've also attempted to contact the Lunar One colony with no response. So T'Pol decides to send Trip and Travis in a shuttle pod to Starfleet Command in San Francisco. Uh, As they're entering the atmosphere, you can see them flying over the Bay Area here, familiar sight to us, uh, and the Golden Gate Bridge. And just then, finally, some vessels are approaching, but they begin firing on the shuttle pod with archaic projectile weapons. It turns out they're World War II fighters. What? (laughs) Oh, man. Time travel again. Uh, we then see a scene on the ground, presumably, in a uh World War II era field hospital. Uh, we have some Nazi officers inspecting patients on cots. Uh, they come upon one who's badly burned and it's Archer. Uh we then see one of the SS officers who's observing Archer turn to face the camera, and he's a mean looking alien.
0: What is going on?
1: What is going on? All right, Enterprise. Time travel. More time travel. Really? (laughs) I was hoping for like a ceremony or something. Like they return to Earth. They're victorious. They save the Earth.
0: Nope. It's a cliffhanger.
1: It's a cliffhanger with a twist. Yep. And more time travel. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's Enterprise in a nutshell. Or this season of Enterprise, anyway.
1: Lots of time travel.
0: And cliffhangers.
1: And cliffhangers. I mean, because we've had, I mean, we had in E-squared, we had another Enterprise. So even though technically, I guess technically current Enterprise didn't travel through time, but it did. And then it came, but then it was in the past and then it came to the future. (laughs) So much time travel. Yep. So there you go. Enterprise, the time travel show. Uh, yeah, so we're, we've reached the end. The end of season three. It's
0: been a long and road.
1: It's been a long road getting from there to here. Uh, it's a big story arc. Um, lots of, uh, lots of twists and turns. And lots of ups and downs.
0: A huge shift in tone in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, a huge shift in the characters in a lot of ways. Uh, Paul has become more emotional. Mm -hmm. As a result of her trollium addiction. And Archer went from being the super optimistic guy to being the guy who'll do anything to achieve his goals, kind of. Yeah. I mean, he became Jack Bauer.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, he became Captain Jack Bauer. Oh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We're going to have Kiefer Sutherland for the captain on the new Star Trek series. You heard it here first.
0: Um. But I do like the changes overall to Enterprise. Mm-hmm. It became a much more interesting show to me because, oh, it, for sure, it became a much more modern sci-fi show mm-hmm. in this season.
1: Yeah, it was. It was kind of Star Trek growing up a little bit. Um, I feel that. I I I also like the direction. I feel though that it's definitely still trying to find itself. Mm-hmm still trying to figure out exactly what it is and i'm hoping that unfortunately though the fourth season is the last i'm hoping that that so, at some point during that it, it really gels like it clicks yeah um which will be you know sad <laughs> knowing that it didn't continue after that um but I'm, I'm hoping it happens
0: yeah um when we started out on this trick so to mm-hmm. speak uh, and people were saying oh you guys should watch enterprise it gets a lot better it was kind of hard to see it in the first mm-hmm. two seasons uh it was fine but it wasn't really compelling Mm-mm. and uh i think this season was really interesting
1: yeah definitely i think yeah if if the first season had been more like this i th- think we would have been looking at a series that lasted more than four seasons yeah for sure um it it offers no we'll say at this point i mean obviously i haven't seen um much of ds9 but for me at least the way the show leaves off at the end of season three mean, not talking about the cliffhanger kind of like the point at which the show is at and the kind of the tone and Uh, that just the general feel of the show is, is very different from any other Star Trek. Yeah. Um, and when it start, when the show started, they were doing these little kind of like edgy things here and there, you know, they were having like risque moments and, you know, stuff that felt like, oh, well, this is what Star Trek in the early 2000s should be. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe influenced by other shows at the time, you know, we're talking about 24, but, you know, like influenced by what TV was actually like at the time, you know, I think maybe that's what we've gotten to at this point um, where we've gotten like this, no, this is like really what uh, Star Trek in the early 2000s is.
0: I I do think the DS9 comparison is pretty apt though, because like DS9 or like Enterprise uh, DS9 was trying to find its footing for the first couple seasons, mm-hmm. and then it really found its groove uh, with the Dominion War.
1: Mm-hmm. So, okay,
0: so maybe they are kind of modeling Enterprise on that a little bit,
1: mm-hmm. uh, or maybe it's just kind of the Star Trek way that you know. At least with TNG, I mean, it did take a couple of seasons to really get into a groove for it too
0: yeah i mean they need to find the characters which is Mm -hmm. i mean it's kind of weird that we're saying that because the way that they found the characters is completely changing some of the characters Mm -hmm. um i i think archer in particular suffers from a little baggage from the first two seasons
1: oh sure where you almost have to just forget about him yeah a couple seasons
0: yeah because this archer is so different from Mm -hmm. that archer
1: yeah, and I'm wondering, you know, how much of that is going to remain through season 4. So I'm, I'm I'm excited looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, the this season did a lot to get me interested in Enterprise and the cliffhanger had me wanting to see the next episode uh pretty yep. badly.
1: So I guess we're going to have to watch it, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. We're here,
1: this is it. We're in season 4.
0: Yeah. Next uh, next time, we're going to talk about Stormfront and Stormfront Part 2, the oh. first two episodes of Season 4. All right. Uh, Sounds good. Which is, unfortunately, the final season of Enterprise.
1: Oh.
0: Or maybe not maybe. so unfortunately. Maybe Season 4 completely falls apart.
1: <laughs> we'll see. And, you know, not too long after we finish um, Season 4 of Enterprise, it will almost be time for uh, the new Trek.
0: Yeah. I can't wait yeah yeah i can't wait to see where star trek is at in 2017
1: all right i think we've done it we did season three (laughs) uh thanks for listening everybody
0: and we'll talk to you later
1: all right bye On
0: Star Trek Enterprise, the unbelievable. Those are P-51s. Captain Archer is dead. In a battle to destroy history, the future will never be the same. Germany has launched a successful invasion of the United States. Why are you changing history? You're helping the Germans win the war. Why? The world will be yours, and the future will belong to us all. Star Trek Enterprise.